Hey, St. John. Welcome to the Post Sermon Podcast. I am Deacon Estalia, and with me today is Vicar Allen. Hello, hello. How are you doing today? Good, how are you? Doing well. So we are discussing your sermon from this past Sunday, which was actually Holy Trinity Sunday. Um, do you want to briefly tell us about Holy Trinity Sunday, like what we observed that day? Right. On Holy Trinity, we remember... Uh, who our God is, uh, one God, three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Um, this is the Sunday before we, we remember Pentecost, how uh, we received um, the Holy Spirit, how Jesus said that um, he will send, the, that the Father will send the Helper in his name, and he will guide and teach us all things. And so um, in Acts, we get to see that, where um, we see this beautiful imagery of the tongues of fire resting upon the people and they receive the Holy Spirit and they're, they're speaking different languages. Um, and so the, the believers are all gathered together and they can all understand each other. And, um, they're of one faith, one mind speaking the, the truth of Christ. And so, um, it's just that beautiful, beautiful thing of, um, how God ha- reveals himself to be father, son, and Holy Spirit. And that's what we're focusing on in on this Sunday, for the Feast of the Holy Trinity, is we remember how God, throughout the whole story, throughout the whole scriptures, reveals himself in this way, in three persons, so that we may have life. Um, we get the full revelation of who God is, and there are still promises to come. So we see the promise of salvation, but we also see the promise of uh, the new world, life eternal to come, and to be with our one triune God. And this one Sunday of the year, we get to say the Athanasian Creed, which is always fun. Um, Just as a refresher, we have three creeds that we confess throughout the church year. Um, The Apostles, Nicene, and then Athanasian. And we don't say Athanasian too much, but this creed does um, confess the name of God, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And uh, right now we're going to ask Vicar Allen to say it from memory. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we always joke about that with like confirmation students and yeah. or other church members like, oh, yeah, can you just say it from memory? Yeah, the creed is really interesting because uh, it, it was uh, in a time where uh, people were trying to understand the Trinity. How can God be Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? And they were coming up with different different theories and different controversies arose. And so the church fathers came together and wrote that creed. And it's very very uh precise it's very uh you know uh it explains everything out uh reducing any sort of confusion that the son is not the father right and the holy spirit is not the son and it it just clarifies all of it and yet it speaks the truth of scripture what scripture has revealed right um this is how this is how it happens that the father um uh, has sent the son the son sends the, the holy spirit and, um, it, right, it's one of the longest creeds, so we kind of think, oh, you know, why are we repeating ourselves and, and things like that? We know about these things, but it just helps clarify what is the, the Christian faith concerning who God is. Yeah, no, I'm really glad you brought up uh, different heresies, right, different um, errors that are not our faith, um, and there are plenty of Trinitarian heresies, Um a lot of people might be familiar with Arianism, which um, speaks against the uh, 
the divinity of Jesus, but then we have other heresies as well, like uh, modalism, adoptionism. Um, I'm forgetting the names of all of them, but there's a bunch. But but you're right, it does seem repetitive, and it seems very long, the Athanasian Creed, but it is speaking against these heresies and reminding us of the truth of our faith that we confess, um, that Jesus is fully fully God, fully man, that um, Jesus is, that not only is Jesus is God, but the Father is God, the Holy Spirit is God. And like you said, the Father is not the Son, and the Son is not the Holy Spirit, and all of that, um, so that we can, we may not understand it, right? It's still a mystery, but we can at least articulate it, say it in the correct way, um, as the rest of the church speaks of the name of God. So that being said, let's talk about the um, your sermon, about the text that you preached on first. Right. I picked uh, the epistle reading where uh, Paul is speaking to the Romans, and he breaks out in a doxology. Um, but the doxology is so interesting because he's speaking about the mystery of how people are coming to faith. Um, he speaks about the salvation that has come to Israel, but he's yet he's speaking about the concerns about uh, you know, some people are believing and some are not. He knows God's word is working. Um, and he's just uh, kind of unsettled by this mystery. And so um, even though all this is happening, this doxology is um, what the church fathers have always thought about as this Trinitarian doxology, um, that all things are from him and through him and to him. Yeah, and can I stop you real quick there? Um, that word doxology is really common language in the church. Um, but sometimes it can be a good reminder or it can be a good question. Wait, what exactly does that word mean? We say that a lot, but how would you describe like what dox- doxology means? It is a hymn of praise, particularly to the Trinity. It's a you know, remembering Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, in some of our hymns, we always, uh, you'll probably see in like the fourth or fifth stanza, Something speaking about the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that is a, a doxology combined with the hymn. Yeah, you'll see a little triangle to the left of the last stanza number, right? right. And that stands for Trinitarian doxology. And uh, just in reverence of the Trinity, it's um, a common tradition for us to stand to when we see that. Um, so if you ever, sometimes it's funny if we have a hymn during the distribution of communion that has that little triangle and if you're not like paying attention, all of a sudden everyone's standing up. That could be the reason why, because yep, yep. because it's the trin- trinitarian doxology. So then, what was your central teaching of the sermon? Right, I wanted to deepen, uh, get deeper into this uh, mystery of uh, the unsettlement. I um, I go into the mystery of how God calls people. Um, that is something that I think all of us struggle with um, in our lives. You know, we, we may be, uh, you know, coming to church regularly and we know we have faith and we know we need that faith. We come to church, we receive God's grace and gifts. Um, but when we see uh, people around us, uh, we get reminded that not everyone knows who God is. Um, and we struggle with that because uh we know that God has revealed himself in this way. Uh, we know who God is, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We know Christ, what he's done for us. Um, but our heart 
aches for others who don't know. And I, this is kind of how we relate with Paul. He's kind of thinking the same way, um, you know, um, how, how does God do it? What are some of the ways that God does it? And we kind of think to ourselves that, you know, what are some ways that I can reach out to people? How can I let them know? And so uh, we find ourselves kind of in a, a difficult position. And that's what I wanted to expand upon and give us uh, some comfort and hope um, in that, that it doesn't rely on us and us trying to do something or having the right words to say. But instead, um, Paul kind of reveals it a chapter earlier. He says that um, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So we know that God's word is the one that brings faith. Um, And the spirit is the one that leads us into hearing that faith and plants that that faith within us. Um, And some of the ways that we see that in our um, in the church and I didn't bring it up in the sermon, but uh, just some helpful reminders is uh, that's how we think about uh, our baptism, right? The, the word was in the waters of baptism and we received this new life um, and the Holy Spirit came to us in that moment and remained with us and, and sustains that faith. Um, communion also, uh, the word combined with uh, the bread and wine becomes the body and blood of Christ, uh, broken and shed for you. Um, that delivers the means of grace. That delivers and sh- strengthens our faith. Um, and it uh, keeps us uh, reminded that this faith comes from, from God alone. Uh, it comes from his uh, divine word and sustained through the spirit. Um, and so going back to my sermon here, our comfort and hope is in that mystery. We we rely on God's promises. We we rely on how how God does His work through the Word. We may not have the right words to say, and yet we know the Word does its thing. It, it delivers His grace. It delivers um, the faith. Um, and so, uh, we may be sharing with others about God. Um, it's an opportunity for us to to pray, but also to share the Word. Um, what does the Bible say about it? And we know God's word never returns empty. I like how we were just talking about the mystery of the Trinity, like with, um, especially when we're reading the Athanasian Creed and it's so long and we're, it's mysterious. We don't fully, we can't fully grasp it. And then what you're talking about in your sermon about this mystery of, I guess, how God's calling people into faith and some people are accepting that by faith and others are rejecting it. And you said Paul, too, was dealing with the same mystery, right? He was... Um, right. He, he speaks about the, the mystery of how Israel has received their salvation. And yet Gentiles are coming into the faith, right? Um, the, the, the Israelites, the, the people, the chosen people, Israel, they were the ones chosen to carry the promise. And yet now God's promises are, are not to the Gentiles. It's to people who are not part of the chosen. It's everyone the whole world, and he is wrestling with this. He is thankful to God. He is uh, amazed how God is working, and yet it's still, uh, you know, when he looks back and he thinks about his brothers, this is going into chapter 9, um, he's thinking about that, that, you know, I think about my brothers and they're not receiving it, um, you know, and he, he kind of goes into explaining 
going back to Abraham, trying to refresh in understanding God's promise. And yeah, he sees that, yeah, God's promise is for the whole world. And so if that's the case, uh, he um, he's praying for this, that he wishes that the whole world will come into it. And yet within that mystery, he finds comfort. And that's where we see this doxology break out. So the comfort being that it's not like what you said earlier, um, God's using our words, but it's the burden's not on us to say the right thing perfectly, right? right? That it's God who is um, creating faith and sustaining faith through uh, the word and, and sacraments as well. So then how do you intend to benefit your hearers and their faith or life? One of the benefits that, that I wanted to bring up in the sermon was kind of remembering how God called us. Um, remembering how God has called us. He has called us through his word, right? We did not do anything to receive it. It was purely the grace of God um, by him, through him, and to him are all things. And our faith came from him um, so that we can be a part of him. Um, it's solely by the mercy and grace of God um, that we receive faith. And so we remember how we were called and we rejoice in that. Uh, we rejoice in how we receive faith, and we pray for others. But uh, we remember we have the Spirit as well, the Spirit leading and guiding our lives. And so with the Holy Spirit, um, we are also called to share, um, to disciple um, how Jesus says to go out to all nations and to and to proclaim the gospel. Um, and so um, we rely on the Holy Spirit that through the word um, that we share with others, that God will do his work. The word will do its thing and will deliver that that faith, but also comfort, the same comfort that we find. And also that uh, salvation promise that this is not the end, but a world to come. Tell me something about the text that did not make it into the sermon. Yeah, the the... What did not make it into a sermon was, I was thinking about this, was uh, verse 33. It says, Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. Um, I think that would have been a whole separate sermon on its own. Mm-hmm. Just speaking about the depths and the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. Um, you know, we, we can never know that. Um, some of the things that came to mind was how King Solomon asked God for for wisdom um, as he became a new king and how God led him uh, through all that, giving him the wisdom of uh, ruling God's people. Um, And, of course, how unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. That's our God is uh, a God of grace, um, is a God of justice. Um, And many other topics were coming out of that. So I wish to explore that in the future. Just... um, in a future sermon, um, Holy Trinity Sunday is going to come <laughs> every year. And so um, maybe I'll get another opportunity to explore that and kind of bring that out of, you know, God's promise being seen through the people, how he gave his divine wisdom and knowledge and, uh, and justice. Um, how do we see that through the f- fulfillment through Christ? Well, thank you, Vicar. 
This wraps up the episode for today. Thank you for listening to our discussion. In case you missed the sermon or you'd like to listen to it again, the link to the sermon is in the show notes. And of course, you can find it on our church website as well, stjohndublin.org. And if you, the listener, would like to submit a question about a sermon, please email us at podcast at stjohndublin.org. Thank you, Vicar, for joining me and for feeding us the word this week. Thank you so much. All right, take care, you guys. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye.